Welcome to the first episode of Comedy Commentary. I'm Ethan Timmerman. I'm here with my good friend Jason Grimm. Hello, everybody. Uh, Pulitzer Prize winning author of the book Unliving Love, available now on Amazon. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to edit this because I just <laughs> lost <laughs> where I was going. This is a fantastic start to uh first episode of our podcast. Uh, today we're discussing the standout uh, comedy special, Mike Birbiglia, 2013, My Girlfriend's Boyfriend. Good, good, good special. Good special. And that's the end of our review, yep. folks. That's all. It's a good special. Watch it and listen to it, whatever you got to do. We'll uh, uh, talk to you next time. <laughs> it is available on Netflix and Spotify and probably on YouTube as yeah. well if you want to go that route. Yeah. But support your comedians. And on Pirate Bay, I imagine, if you're one of those people. Yeah, one of those people. I um, I listen to it on Spotify quite a bit. I watched it on Netflix, which is interesting, because I'm sure we'll get to it. But he's uh, he's surprisingly mobile. He's surprisingly yeah, mobile throughout it. On top of my list, is moves around a lot. Which I'm sure you could tell on Spotify how much he moves I ended around. up watching it on Netflix <laughs> after I reactivated my account. Ah, yes, broke comedian. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <coughs> oh, excuse me. I am sick, so I sound congested. I apologize. We've been trying to do this for several weeks, and illness has plagued us, unfortunately. Quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, quite a bit. But we will push through. It's real bad this year, actually. Uh, on the news, they're saying people are dying. Yeah, flu. I can only hope that's soon to happen to me. <laughs> Yeah, because then I can just take over the podcast and want to come here. My wife, my entire yeah. life. <laughs> Wasn't Adopt good. my son. Right. Or get rid of him. <laughs> I've been trying to for a year and a half. <laughs> uh, so we are off the rails already. Right, yeah. Good start. We are, uh, when we, uh, we're barely two and a half minutes in, and this is going well. Thank you for sticking with us so far. This Jason's daughter is, is brought to you by the railroad company, <laughs> which you can probably hear in the background. Fantastic! It's funny, no click pins, and what am I doing? Opening, closing the. Click pin. Stop it! Yep, done. I'm gonna hate you when we listen to this after it's done, and all I hear is that clicking. Yeah, and that's all you're gonna focus on, is the clicking. And I'll try to edit around it, and we'll do a good job. Right, because we don't know how to edit. <laughs> <laughs> we really don't know what we're doing here, folks. I say folks, plural, like there's more than one person right. going to be listening to this. Which I hope I hope there is. I mean, this is what we wanted to do. Uh, we plan on releasing a, a little, a much more professional little uh, snippet of audio of exactly what our plans are with the podcast. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that as well for exactly what our... Uh, I don't know what we're doing, mission statement. Right. When we say better quality, we mean, like, technically better, not performance-wise. And, think. like, well-written. Right. Like, we're going to think of something better than just off the top of our head. Are we, though? I don't know. We'll see. All right, so where do you want to start on this? You're, I mean, we're both big fans of Mike Birbiglia. Yeah, I love Mike Birbiglia. Um, definitely my top five, maybe top three. Definitely in my top 200 comedians, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Out of all the comedians, I like them. I mean, you start in the beginning. I mean, um, you know, he I don't know, he does a real, I think he does a really good job opening up. 
He just kind of comes out and jumps right into it. There's no awkward moment. There's. I mean, just, which which is something comedians struggle with. Right. I know Louis C.K. has talked on point, or uh, Steve Martin as well. I believe is that there's no good way to start. Yep. Yeah, I, I know the Louis C.K. bit. I haven't heard the Steve Martin though. I think it's Steve Martin. Don't quote me. Don't record this and put it on the internet for other people to listen to because right. I'm not sure that's who it was. Might have been Steve Martin, but, but it, it is. Another comedian. It's a, I've heard it before. So it's something that comedians, for years, and I mean, as um, someone who does stand-up myself, it's something, like, I hate the, like, how you doing, or how you folks doing, or something. Like, I try to avoid that as much as possible. Like, one of my few, few rules I have when I'm on stage is not to do that. I like to just open with my joke. Yeah, I mean, getting my first joke. everybody knows why they're there. Yeah. I mean, they came there, well, maybe not an open mic. Someone might have tricked them into coming, but if you buy tickets to a Big Leo concert... Concert. Concert, yes. <laughs> Special? There's Stand a mosh up. pit. Yeah. Yeah, hey. The Mikey Biggs mosh pits get crazy. <laughs> um, you know what I mean. If you, if you buy tickets to a show, you are going there. I mean, you know what you're going for. There's really no need to uh, make it awkward, I guess. But he doesn't. He comes right out and starts the story right away. Which is kind of an awkward guy. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, the the thing about Mike Birbiglia is he's such, and it's it's evident immediately, such a masterful storyteller. And yep. if you're not, if you're familiar with him at all, like you should know that. And if you're not, if you're listening to this and you're not familiar with Mike Birbiglia, you should absolutely, absolutely check him out. Because mm-hmm. like he is like he's one of the best storytelling comedians I think. Yeah. Ever I don't know. I can't. Think about the only I was on the way here. I was listening to it, and I was thinking the only other thing I've heard like his specials is what um, John Leguizamo did years ago. He did like a one-man show, and it was that's very almost yeah, it's very, yeah. And it's almost it's similar to yeah. That's what I'm, I was saying earlier. Like, I almost consider it like a one-man show because it is very funny and storytelling but like it just it, i don't know it's very story driven and, and he's got the jokes in there too but they're mixed in so well yeah it's not like setup says set up joke set up joke set up joke which you get a lot of other right. comedians um yeah it's he's just weaves uh, a really good story it's, it's an incredible story and then without giving too much away and i wanted to jump to the end of the special um right away but like the end of, like at the end of this thing i'm like it's emotional, yeah. Almost, yeah. Like, it's like you've it's been like, on a journey. Yeah, uh-huh. it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it's more physical, but like, all right, then going back to the story thing, like he does crowd work. Mm-hmm. Like he notices oh, yeah. the guy without the shoes yeah. on, and it's seamless. Yeah. Like so, it, this is obviously an incredibly well crafted act that I imagine he worked on for a long time and worked out exactly, and then, so, I mean, I feel like that. Not, I don't want to call it a crutch. But like when you've worked on an act that that's long for that long for that long, and you have something expected unexpected happen, it can throw off the rhythm of it. But he does crowd work in the middle of it and goes in the audience, and it doesn't throw off his flow at all. No, he he yeah he jumps into the audience, points out the guy with no sandals, and makes a joke about it, and then gets back on stage, has a laugh, and then goes right back into it. Yeah, which. If you listen to it on Spotify, you don't know. I mean, that's one of those things that, like, watching a stand a stand up special, I think, is so much better because you can see everything going on. 
I mean, you can get enjoyment out of listening to it on Spotify, but I think, I mean, when you watch it on Netflix or buying the DVD or live, there's so much more to it. Well, de- I mean, definitely live because humor is a shared experience. And that would probably, Netflix, you could see the audience too, but right. I mean, I mean, I know I don't laugh at stuff. If I'm sitting on the couch by myself, I'm not going to laugh as much at stuff if I'm like with friends or like in the audience of a, like an actual. Yeah. Stand-up show. Yeah, I've watched a couple of them when I was thinking pretty much along the same lines. Like, they're funny, but I'm not like laughing out loud to it. However, if I was there, I mean, or like with two or three people watching at the house, something like that, definitely. Well, I mean, that's kind of like the thing. How does the comedian laugh? Huh? That's funny. Yeah. Like, I mean, kind of. Yeah. I mean, you can recognize something without being as funny without actually like. Laughing your ass off or whatever. Um, he's it's a pretty clean set. I think he says shit like once, maybe. Throughout the whole thing, did you notice yeah. that at all? Like it's clean. Yeah, it's very clean. And I don't know if he doesn't. To my knowledge, he doesn't get the credit that like somebody like Jim Gaffigan gets for being a clean, clean. comedian. Yeah, I mean, it does yeah. I don't. I, I wasn't keeping like a running tally. Right. But I just noticed they're very being, like few. cursed a lot. Yeah. Very few swear words. Um, yeah, you could... I, I mean, I listened to this with my daughter, and she's 14, and I didn't really have any awkward moments. I mean, he talks... The only really thing he says about the sex... Sex maybe, and right, the sex yeah. with self always, yeah, and sex I, never. Yeah. The sex with self always and often. <laughs> 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 yeah, that... Um, I both laughed and cried at that, because it kind of touched a nerve. Hit home no, really yeah. hard. It's really personal to you. Yeah, there he is. Um, the strong, independent woman. When well, he talks about taking a female uh, class, because he gave up on having a, the uh, a stereotypical manly body. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was good too. Which I actually took a kickboxing class at a Curves the other day. So. Oh my god! <laughs> did you really? I did. I went with my sister-in-law. Oh my god! You know what? It was fun. There's, uh, you know, five of us there at, like, five o'clock in the morning. It's good times. How many of you are under 60? Um, I think all of us, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Probably 40s. Were you, were you the only guy there? Absolutely. <laughs> were all the women, like, excited <clears throat> to see you? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> really? They were probably like, why is this guy here? It is c- curves for women. Yeah. You're appropriating their culture. Yeah, well, I think it's sexist that we can't go. Because I, too, want curves. <laughs> you have curves. We both have curves. Yeah, way too many. I want less ones. <laughs> we want less curves. Specifically where we're not supposed to have curves. Like our chests. Right, yes. Because we're men. We're, well, I mean, physically. Well, yeah. A man. Emotionally. My mentally, penis says, Arguably. Wow. We're so much more feminine than our fathers were. Oh, absolutely. Could you imagine? No. Growing up when they grew up? Yeah, we would no. get toast. Yeah, I would get beaten up daily. Like, we want to talk about comedy. <laughs> <laughs> we want to be on the radio. Yeah. V8, what's that? <laughs> I love that juice. <laughs> oh, imagine if we got drafted into, like, Vietnam or something. It'd be horrible. Oh, my God. No one would like us. I don't know if they will. I think we would. I don't know. You ever heard of the meat shield? <laughs> I think that's. I that's think people would like. Mean. I think we're likable. Yeah. 
we're just not. That's a different caliber of manliness. I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. I mean, you could. I mean, I women's rights and everything are a good thing, right? And there's, I have no problem with my feminine side at all. <coughs> yeah, I embrace like, it. I can we be are manly not, when I need to be. We're not as. Come on, you have never been like Steve McQueen manly. Well, no, but you know, I can be manly-ish when I need to be. I can. Uh, I can fix a car. Open a stuck jar. Well, yeah, they sell things you can <laughs> unscrew them with. There's a life hack if you d- use duct tape. Really? Yeah, you've never seen that? Huh. Yeah, you like put duct tape around it, then you pull one end of the duct tape, and it's supposed to open the, it's supposed to open the jar. Hmm. Yeah, the more you know. Yeah. Pew! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um... Back on topic, though. How do we get so derailed so quickly? Because we're bad at this. We are. Well, it's episode 1.5. So. Kind of, yeah. Um, Scrambler bit is one of the best, one of my favorite bits. That's back to, like, how physical he yeah. is as a comedian, it's which funny. is really surprising. Yep, it's funny when you listen to it, but when you actually see him spinning around and shaking around, yeah, so much better. Like, it... Like I said, it, when you when you hear it, and you and you know when you're listening to it on Spotify or wherever you listen it to, you know he's doing something. So you have to just kind of. I know Steve Martin did talk about that, how physical comedy doesn't really translate to audio right. all that well. Because Steve Martin was a huge physical comedian. Yeah, a lot of physical bits. But you can hear when he's doing things, but like you just kind of have to like picture it in your mind. But when you actually see the outcome of what it is and what he's doing, like, I mean, it, that I did laugh out loud at. Like, by myself, watching it in my room, I did bust up laughing. And just the, the bit, I mean, like, just the whole idea of it. Like, the fair, like, the traveling fairs that go to county to county and how... These big machines that spin people around that could kill them are taken apart by a few pins, put on the back of a truck, loaded up by a stoned 16-year-old kid, and then taken to the next place where they unload it and put all that stuff up there. Yeah, that's why you don't want to ride carny rides. Right. It's one of the few things I was not allowed to do as a child that I, like, still agree with. This is right. That my parents were like, you're not riding that. I'm like, that's fine with me. (laughs) I I never rode them because I didn't really like them. It's always a... Afraid of heights, so I never really. Go see the point and stuff, though. No, I don't ride coasters. Road, I've only ridden once. Really? Mm-hmm. Is it Geauga Lake? A long, long time ago. Wow, I was not aware of that. Mm-hmm. I w- I would like to try it again now that I'm a little bit older. Not quite so scared of heights Have anymore. Have to get the seatbelt extenders. <laughs> I speak from experience. <laughs> Let's talk about the level of shame you have to endure getting on a ride, and it literally will not buckle around you. <laughs> And the intendant having to tell you to get off, and that oh, the next one has an extender on it. You might be able to fit into that one. Well, you watch all your loved and ones and friends. Yes, right yes. off. No, they waited for me, oh, which I they? think is almost worse. What's and, worse that they went by without me, or they were like, oh, we'll wait with Fatty. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, cause that's like. I yeah, I'm glad I haven't experienced that. Yeah, I just, I would have just jumped off the. And uh, then every ride after that, I was looking for the special colored belts 
to make sure I got one because that was the extender. But so you kept going on the rides though. Yeah. Way to trooper through it. Yeah, I was like, well, <laughs> I can either be the guy who just swallows his pride and goes with it. Or be the guy who's like, I'm not going on the rides the rest of the day because I was embarrassed. And then everybody tries to talk me into it. And right. then I don't. And they try to talk me into it. And I'm like, no. And then I just like pout <laughs> outside the dragster while everybody else was on it. <laughs> I was like, there's too. Or I'm like, I'm just going to embrace it. And then I didn't have any issues the rest of the day. Right. But there was always this like moment right before I got on the ride where like my stomach was in my throat. I'm like, oh, it's going to happen again. Yeah, but you knew what to look for. So they have specially colored. Well, those, yeah, a couple of the rides. Plus, I'm also, like, looking... See, I don't... If anybody's listening to this who has not been overweight at any point in their life, as an overweight person, you're always looking to see if you're the fattest person in the room. Because if there's somebody fatter than you, you're like, oh, well, then I'm at least I'm not the fattest right. person in the room. So I'd look to see if I was the fattest person on the roller coaster. And if there was somebody fatter than me, I'd be like, oh, okay, I'll be, I'll, I'll just go to where they're sitting. I'll be fine. That guy can fit on here. Then I'll be all right. <laughs> I like to qualify for the audience who don't know. I'm not that fat. Right, no. I'm bigger than you. I'm are. under 300 pounds. As am I. I'm like 6'1. I'm like two, 275, 280. Like, I'm a bigger guy, but I'm not like. Shamu. Yeah. Big. You're 280? Yeah, I just went to the doctor the other day and got I'm, weighed. I'm 287. I would have. We weigh about the same. Yeah, but you're a little shorter than me, aren't you? I, yeah, I would have pictured you. Yeah, I hold it well. Like it's yeah. weird. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's mostly around all my internal organs. Right, that's where I hide it. That's what people will be like. Oh, you don't look like you're 280. Like you haven't seen me naked. <laughs> it's all around my liver. Yeah. Like if you take a cat skin on my liver, there it is. A lot There's, of fat. Yep. Just squeezing it, and then we're off on a tangent again. Again. Welcome to our review of Mike Probiglia. Listening to me be about fat people on roller coasters. I think that's how a lot of podcasts go, though. Yeah, that's true. That's like the podcast we like. So right. I'm fine with it. Yeah, me too. I like listening to people have a conversation. Deal with it. Yeah. You can this shut it off. This is what it is. Yeah. Don't the shut it off. free podcast. Because there's not enough of those in the world right now. <laughs> listen to us. Because we believe we have things that are important enough to say that you should listen to. Mm-hmm. What a bunch of egocentric, narcissistic assholes... To be like, no, listen, we are so smart that we should record the noises that come out of our mouth holes. And then we just assume that other people want to hear them. Right, absolutely, because we think we're hilarious. I think so. And we have insights on things. Clearly. Like comedy that's been around for millennia. (laughs) And we're like, no, 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 no. We have something unique to say on yep. the subject. On all these 36 years of being. Absolutely. Oh. Neither of us are successful comedians. No. Yet we will sit and judge those who have made better things than us. But I think it's human nature to judge things, though. It is. I'm fine with it. This yeah. was our idea. Yeah. We thought it was a good idea. I don't know why you're, you're putting it down now. <laughs> We're committed. We have the mics and everything. Self-deprecation. Yeah. It's always a good route to go. Yeah. Comedy wise. Really brought No, it's just like let's just know we're aware of what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. We love comedy. Huge fans of comedy. Huge. Huge, huge, huge. Long time. Me love you long time. I mean yeah, I remember like 
watching SNL when I was like a kid. Before I should be watching SNL. I was allowed late. watching SNL. And back when Dana Carvey and those guys. I had a pretty strong comedy influence. My dad always talked about it. Um, I remember watching Bill Cosby himself special a lot as a kid. I know everybody was okay, but as a kid, I mean, right. he nobody knew about the rapes yet, so it was fine. Yeah, pretty goofy. My parents got into blue collar comedy there for a while, so I listened listened to that, not knowing any better. Right. Though I will say, Ron White, he's kind of transcends that almost. But we'll get to that. This isn't about him. This no. is about Mike Birbiglia. Is it? Master storyteller. Yes. Which I think we've covered that part of his. Yeah, he's part. really, really good at comedy, guys. And storytelling. And, well, this, this this storytelling kind of comedy. What was else I wanted to bring up about this? I made notes. Yeah, I actually took time and made really notes of this one. Yeah, but how good. Oh, I mean, so at one point he brings up a, uh, a projector. Of the car oh, accident. Yeah, yeah. To me, that's really brave. And maybe, like, he double-checked everything and it was, like, a... It was filmed so they could edit or whatever. But, like, to me, to rely on something like that for a bit to work would scare me. Right. Because, yeah. like, if, like... That's why I would never use, like, musical cues or anything like that in my act. Because if some, like, jabroni doesn't hit the CD at the right time, like, you're mess- everything gets messed up. Yep. So, like, the idea that he brings up a projection of the police report, do you think he does it every show? Like, well, every comedy club, comedy clubs aren't going to be, like, equipped to project things like I, that on stage. I mean, I I don't know. I, I think I would, it would have to be, like, a special thing, because he's done in other specials, though. But then how does he work that out before he gets on stage? If that's the first time he does it, does he just, oh, this material's good enough, he'll stand on its own? Or, like, how's he work that out? Uh, that's a good point. I didn't really think about that at the time. I remember thinking, you know, what ha- yeah, what happens if you have that up there and something does go wrong? But, yeah, I guess, I mean, just like anything you write or do, you'd have to work it out somewhere. Yeah. But it can't be, I mean, yeah, because he has a drop-down screen come down. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing. I mean, he's not doing that at, like, some, like the comedy cellar. Like, that's right. not happening. I wonder... I... Maybe um, he does it maybe at some of the bigger shows when he's touring for a special. I mean, maybe he does, like, college shows or something that are yeah. equipped for that. I don't know. Like, I wonder where Mike Birbiglia, like, works stuff out. Because from stuff I watch with comedians, I mean, there's not a lot, but there's, like, comedians in cars getting coffee and some, like, there's a comedian with Jerry Seinfeld and both those Jerry Seinfeld things. And then, like, Louis with his show. I don't know. You never hear about, like, Mike Birbiglia is at the cellar in New York this way. Like, he doesn't strike me as, like, that city comedian who's going and working stuff out at the cellar, you know, three nights a week or something like yeah. that. You know, he doesn't strike me as that kind of comic. I could be wrong. I don't know the guy. I don't know his right. process. But I see what you're saying, though. Like, his his special is so, I mean, unique. So clean. Yeah. And crisp. He doesn't, and which is good. You want something that's polished, but it doesn't come off as being, like, that nitty-gritty, like, comedian. Like, it's like he came out of, like, Connecticut. And yeah. It was like, you know what I mean? Like white bread kind of deal. And there's nothing but wrong with that. And I'm like not trying to put him down or anything like that. But it just doesn't strike me as like the, uh, I don't know, like the touring working comedian guy. Like, man, and that's just his style. Right. And I'm sure he's put in his licks. Oh, yeah. It. You know he has. I mean, he's had to have. 
But I just yeah. wonder where he works out his material. Right, because I can see like, um, Pete Holmes, you know, going to like the smaller clubs and working out stuff. Well, I mean, his act kind of lends itself to right, how does exactly. Mike Birbiglia do five minutes? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because is I mean, does he just write the story down, pick out pieces here and there, and go try them out, and then work on piece at a time? Like work. If you divide it up into chapters, he would have to write a chapter, go flesh it out, work it out, and then put it down and go to the next. But that just seems like a lot of work. Yeah. I don't know, maybe he's successful enough now that he just has the gigs. But, like, you can't just go in an hour having an hour worked out. Like, even yeah. if you're on the road, how do you work out an hour like that? It's pretty incredible. Yeah. Really I'm really is. I'm really interested to know what his process is like yeah. for writing something like this. Because, uh, like, a novelist can sit down and do 12 edits of their book. But when you're on stage every night, you're doing those edits live, and then you go back and you go do it again. Like, how do you create a story, like a whole arc? Like, there's right. a story. Like, if you listen to this um, special, there's a story arc to this. It's not joke, 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 hmm. joke. This is almost like a play. Right. That's it. It's almost like a one-man show. And, like, he, he start, there's a beginning, a middle, end. Was done really Resolution, well. the right. stuff he says at the beginning is incredible. Yeah, it's it's very good at the callback. Yeah. It's one of the best, I mean... I my I have an opinion on one of my best my favorite callbacks and I'm I won't give it away because if we review that special, um I don't want to give it away right, but like this one the one of the callbacks he does it's like almost like tear jerking mm-hmm. like the sincerity of it too because he talked about like being married and like all that stuff and how he changed his views on it and yeah, pretty credible yeah yeah I, I didn't um, I didn't really think about like the process of it but now that I am I can't stop thinking about it well yeah it's because I'm a better comedian than you okay (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you that you're a better stand up comedian than I am thank you thank you thank you which one of us has a published novel though oh uh, Pulitzer Prize winning right exactly this week it's Pulitzer Prize winning tune in next week Uh, in two weeks which one of us opened for Jim Florentine I don't even really know who that is. He hosts the metal show on MTV, or used to. He doesn't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I did like three minutes. Yeah. He has no clue. Like her measuring accomplishments that mean yes. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he has no idea. No. Man. But, uh, you know, hey, book me for gigs or something. Yeah. We are available. Yeah. Because I'm sure at 26 minutes in, promoters are listening to this. Why wouldn't they be? I don't know, because they're amazing. Right? And hilarious. Though this hasn't been very funny. Well, you're sick. It's episode 1.5. Yeah. <laughs> Working out kinks. Uh, yeah. We're just shitty. <laughs> <laughs> we're so at <laughs> At everything. I think Howard Stern started off. I don't know. How much should we talk about how shitty we are? I feel like at some point, it's, uh, it's too meta. Too meta? Too meta. Well, what do your notes say? I went through pretty much all my notes, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Such a powerful ending. Can't read my own handwriting. Uh, I don't want to, disc- I don't want to like, tip the bit of what it is exactly. But yeah, you're right. It, like You feel like you went on a journey of self-discovery with him. Mm-hmm. More physical, clean. It's pretty clean. I'd take my mom to see him. 
Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, I watched him. I listened to it with my daughter, and no awkward moments. It was really good. Do we say it was good? I feel like I don't know. Did we mention that he's? Did we mention that he's a good storyteller? I think that's really important. I don't think we have yet. Storyteller. 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 I don't know it's the other thing. <laughs> Tell her it. Oh. Tulpit Teller. This is Teller. Um I think the, the, the title bit, my girlfriend's boyfriend. Well, I mean it's a, it's a, that just has like a nice ring to it. Yeah, I know, but I just the story where he goes into that how he dated the girl in high school. Did you did you listen to the same? Yes, I've listened to it. Okay. Well so, you look you're a, looking like you're questioning me. No, I'm with um, you. I think what, one of the um, one of the coolest lines I've ever heard was in that was the, uh, I don't want to write an article. I want to do it, do things that people write articles about. Isn't a funny line? It is a really cool line though. Oh, uh, what does she say? Oh, the, just kidding. <laughs> I use that all not all the time. I use it quite often though. Just kidding. Yeah, you can say how she would say hurtful things. Yeah, and just be like, eh. Just kidding. You're like a nerd, but you're not even smart. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, that's such a bird, too. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So we mentioned, I think in all fairness, if this is going to be a true review. Um, all right. We got to say something we didn't like about it. Um, I like. For me, I mean, it's all right. Depending on, on comedy's objective. It's not laugh a minute. Right. It's not, like I said, set up, set up, joke, set up, joke, set up, joke. If you're in more of that type of comedy, you might not enjoy this as much. If you're looking for punchy, Dane Cook-style comedy, you're not going to get Mm -hmm. that here. No, it's, yeah. It's not something you can just, like, like, if you were to get on Spotify or whatever, or whatever you're listening to... And, this is and, not sponsored by Spotify. No, it's not. And just pick out like a track on like a Mitch Hedberg CD. You can listen to that and be fine. Or like, yeah, you know, this is not the album you put on shuffle. No, 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 exactly. This is not a shuffle album. This is you have to sit down at the beginning and listen to the entire thing. As you, if you were to take some of them, if you were to take a track out of it, you might not laugh at all during the track because you don't get some of the things he's saying, some of the things he's talking about, or like some of the callbacks that he's referencing. So, yeah. Anything else? Um, I mean, that's my biggest thing. Like, right. I mean, and like I said, it's objective. Some people, I mean, I obviously don't have a problem with it, but other people might. Yeah. But I thought, like, I kind of started falling off a little bit towards the end. I think about halfway through, maybe a little bit more. Like, you started getting a little bit less jokes because it was like he was trying to Wrap up the story. Right, wrap up the story a little bit more, so he had to tell more story parts. There are still funny parts, and I like it. But that, that was my kind of thing. Is like, Yeah, I think after the, the when he pulls up the uh, police report and stuff, yeah. do the right thing. And pay for the guy's car. <laughs> pay for the guy. This just kind of got sad. Yeah. It was like, oh. And he paid for the guy's car? Yeah. He actually paid for that right. guy's car? That's another thing. Like, uh, like I really want like, I want this stuff to be true. Dude, I really hope you didn't pay for that guy's car. I hope so, too, because that's messed up. Although... Apparently, if he's making enough money, 
that that he just paid for that guy's car. He wasn't doing too bad. Then okay. What do you say? It was like twelve grand for the guy's Mercedes SUV. Yeah, something like that. Just do the right thing. Pay for the guy's car. Yeah. If you got twelve grand to blow, I want the Mike Birbiglia gigs, please. Yeah. Well, he was he was touring at the time, so I mean. And he had comedy special. Like it all depends on when this took part in his life. Which I, I mean, this to... isn't his first comedy special. No, no, no. He had um, one or two before this one. There's my secret diary, right? Which is or my secret public, diary, which is more stand up. Yeah, yeah. There's like I think there's story parts to it, but it's definitely more stand up. And he had, um, what, Sleepwalk With Me? Yeah. Was that before or after? Wait, this was before, because he doesn't mention anything about sleep. I don't want to, like, get into his other, but, right. like, if you know anything about him, he's has issues with sleepwalking. He doesn't bring it up at no, all. not at all. Very on topic, like us. I feel like he he wanted to tell the story. This may have been, like, what he's been trying to tell for years. I mean, he had a couple specials in the bag and was, like, maybe... He was like, all right, it's, I want to tell this. And right. it was more about telling the story than it was about jokes. Yeah. Like, so I wonder if he... That was like a like a, like a a decision he made to go more storytelling route as opposed to stand-up route, or, or is he just trying something new? I don't know. But he has another special out, a, a more recent special. Does he? Yeah. It's on, it was on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I don't. I, I don't know exactly how new, but it was after. After this one, yeah, oh. twenty thirteen when this one came out. Yeah, because I was gonna say it's been a while. I haven't mm-hmm. heard anything about him like. Thirteen was a while ago. Yeah. Five years, four years now. Going on five, depending on when it was released. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, but that was my biggest, really, like I said, because we are trying to. Be objective. Be ob- yeah, as objective as we can be. And that was While still gushing that. over how much we love <laughs> Right. <laughs> Please send us tickets. Yep. Come be on our podcast. Please let me open for you. This podcast is mostly to beg for gigs. Right, yeah. That's what this is Hoping that for. someone out there hears it and is like, huh. Huh, they're not that funny. That's how I'm open for Mike Birbiglia. Right. Make him look better. Oh, yeah. Could happen. There we go. We'll be like the heel. Yeah. We'll be like the... Taking the dive in the third, right. kind of thing. I'm not above that. Nope, neither am I. Nope, especially for money. New money. <laughs> 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 All right, so I don't know. We have we we haven't decided on a rating system. Well, we're doing you know out of five. Out of five, out of yeah. three thousand, give us. Well, three thousand one. You don't want anything even because then you can just break it down smaller. Eventually get to the out of five. So it's just fractions, right? You divide, find a common denominator, and just yeah. you want to do it out of five. I was going to do it after ten. I was going to give it a nine out of ten. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's guys, good. it's it's pretty good. It's a pretty good stand special. Yeah. That's our official review. It's pretty good. I would say nine out of ten too. It's nine out of ten because I, I mean I, I've listened to it couple times recently like as we were trying to prepare for this as you can tell we did yeah so prepared 
um, then I watched it on Netflix, and that kind of, like I said, brought a whole new, like, life to it. And then I listened to it again on Spotify. Not sponsored by Spotify, but that's what I use. Or Netflix. We would love to be sponsored yeah. by either of you, by the way, just saying. Or anybody, really. Yeah. If you got 10 15 bucks you want to spend, <laughs> get, your, uh, get your brand out there, let us know. And But I, I don't get sick of it. I can listen to it again. And it's, yeah, it's one of those things that you can just listen to. Which is unique to have, because there's some comedy special I listen to once, and I'm like, well, all right. Yeah. And that's the last time I listened to that. Yeah. Yeah, I listened to a, a Joe Rogan special not that long ago. It was funny, really good funny bits and stuff like that, but I don't. I, I probably wouldn't listen to it again unless we were doing it for this. But, yeah, I can listen to all of Mike Birbiglia's stuff over and over again. I think that says more than a rating would, at least, yeah. at least in my opinion. Yeah, just is it a re-listen or not? Mm, that's it, good. Yeah. This one's a re-listen. Cool. Good. Just found our rating system. Is it a re-listen or not? Well, I mean, is it don't listen to at all? Uh, yeah, avoid it. Listen to it. Listen to it multiple times. I like it. We'll have to work on that. Yeah, just that. The rest of it we have nailed down. Yeah, everything like else is perfect. Perfect. It's just the rating system. The rating because system we're so needs, well prepared. Needs a little work. But then hopefully we just as this progresses we'll see our we'll see ourselves get better and better. Mm-hmm. I did, yeah, I just saw a note that I wanted to bring up. Oh, go ahead. Um his uh his rants on why he doesn't believe in marriage. Yeah. Makes me someone who does believe in marriage and does want to get married eventually not want to get married. Well, I mean he's not my God, we're just going to launch into, like, is marriage something? Why did you bring this up earlier? I, I highlighted it with a pen. I forgot. <laughs> uh, as somebody who is married, happily, for, like, six years, I totally agree with him. Yeah. I got married at 21 years old. What a horrible, horrible, horrible idea. <laughs> It's worked out so far. Right. But still a bad idea. Yeah, I got married real young. How'd that work out? Um, great. If you consider my paychecks being a lot less money than they would be <laughs> if I hadn't. But, um, yeah, yeah, don't get married too young. That's... I just thought that... I just thought... He's all right. I mean... The rant was good. That's going into something completely, if you just look at the evolutionary side of it. Right. Where like, it came from, what it stands for, what it means. Yeah. We're not a monogamous species. You don't think? No. I mean, that's evolution, is to procreate as much as possible. Yeah. So many marriages end in divorce. Like, I mean, it's just... And if you listen to the uh, special, you'll get the numbers on that. First marriage, second marriage, and third marriage numbers. There's a learning curve. <laughs> so don't get married, guys. Yeah. Anybody's on the cusp out there. Yeah. That's that's our advice. Mine failed. His isn't great. Yeah, it's going it's going <laughs> it's going okay. It's okay. It's like a meal at the Golden Corral. Gets the job done. Yeah, like it's it's fine. Like <laughs> It could be better. <laughs> Everything tastes the same. 
It's the same cut. Like, you're like you eat a steak from Golden Corral. Like, you're not expecting that it's from Outback. Right. Ooh, you're Outback? like this. You know what you're in for. Outback's your go-to. What's better, Longhorn? I would yeah, Longhorn. What's a really good steak place? I don't. I don't know. Like a really, really good. I'm gonna go with those ones where it's like. What's that Brown Derby? That's supposed to be real good. Don Shula has a steakhouse. Oh, does he? Yeah. So anyway, really good steak versus Golden Crow. You're like, yeah. Okay. You know what you're getting into. Yeah. But the commercials are so good. And they make it look amazing. They look at me, yeah. Just like, yeah. Like, when you... So you go there and you're like, none of these people could ride a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> They're all looking for that special color. <laughs> the special color seatbelt yeah. at the Golden Corral. They have them actually on the seats at the Golden Corral. So when you pass out from your food coma, <laughs> you don't fall off the seats. Right. One less trip to the buffet. Maybe you'll be able to get in a normal seatbelt on right. a coaster. And then leave the $2 tip for the server who just brought you drinks. Right. Do you tip at a buffet? Absolutely. Yeah, me too. I don't go to buffets often. No. China buffet is the only one, like, Chinese buffets. Oh, there's tip. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. All right, are we going to end it on that? Yeah, I like it. Cool. All right, guys. Mike Birbiglia is my girlfriend's boyfriend. It's a rewatch or yeah. listen, re-listen, rewatch, re-listen. Or nine out of ten stars. We're it's not a re, It's a re-re. Yeah. It's a re-up. It's a re-up. We got to really nail this down. Yeah. Four stars would recommend. Yeah. Yeah. We'd eat again. Golden Corral. <laughs> We'd also be willing to be sponsored by Golden Corral. Yep. Who it's steaks. not great food, but it's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the Golden Corral. It's good enough.